Thanks for tuning in today. Before we dive into today's episode, I wanted to take a minute to share my podcast journey that I started over a decade ago when no one even knew what a podcast was and why starting a podcast might be the perfect next step for you. Now, thank goodness when I started my show, I had a coach that walked me through the process of podcasting. And the cool thing that I've learned is podcasting is very intimate, it's comfortable, and it's very personal for the listener. Now, here's my advice for anyone thinking about starting a podcast. Do it. Take the leap of faith and share your message. Podcasting has become a great resource library for people to listen on the run and on their terms. And here's the best part. You're not alone. Now, my coach, mentor, and friend, Michael Neely, is launching a podcast super summit that will run from August 11th through the 14th, um, August 14th, 2022. And he's lined up 25 world-class experts in the podcasting space for a live four-day online event like no other. Now, I happen to be one of the experts, so I'd love for you to join. The link is in the show notes. Now, don't delay. Sign up and join today. I'd love for you to have the opportunity to listen to all of the experts while it's still free and before the link is taken down. Now, when you sign up and see the topics being covered, you'll understand why the Podcast Super Summit is just going to be an absolute game changer for everyone who's attending. And the best part, it's free from the comfort of your home, your office, or wherever you choose to listen. Now, if you are an aspiring podcaster or you already have a podcast, you're going to learn some really cool things. Now, all that's left to do is click the link in the show notes to reserve your digital seat. This is going to be awesome. And remember, sharing is caring. So if you think some of your peeps would benefit from this podcast super summit, please share the show and share the link with them. I can't wait to see you and hear your feedback on how podcasting has changed your life. Don't forget, click the link. Welcome to Enlightenment of Change with Connie Whitman of Whitman & Associates. Here's Connie. Welcome to Changing the Sales Game on webtalkradio.net. I'm your host, Connie Whitman. You know I'm happy that you're here. So I hope as we, uh, as you, you tune into the show every week, that you clearly feel my passion and my drive to help change that whole vibration and mindset of that word sales from icky sleazy and manipulation, right? That whole ick factor and take it out of the equation. And we're going to come from love, care and respect always when we're selling. Now to help you on your mindset shift and your mindset journey, of course, I have a free gift for you. Uh, go to my, go actually in the show notes, you'll see I have a communication style assessment. Take the quiz. You'll get two reports. One will spotlight your natural communication superpowers, how you show up, man, and how people are perceiving you. Kind of need to know that. And then the flip side, you'll get a secondary report, which is your lowest style, which is typically our blind spots. Very impactful when we're talking with people that are our lowest uh, style, a little harder to navigate. So you do want to be mindful of that as well. So take that in the show notes, the communication style assessment, my gift to you. If you are loving the show, please, please share it with your peeps. Sharing is caring. Um, rate and review as well. I do read them and I am always touched when I hear and get reviews um, of how I touched you or changed your life as it relates to sales or business. So um, please rate, review and subscribe and uh, share me with your peeps. It's always appreciated. Now, my motivational quote today is by Anne Mulkey, and Anne says, 
One of the things we often miss in succession planning is that it should be gradual and thoughtful with lots of sharing of information and knowledge and perspective so that it's almost a non-event when it happens. Mm -hmm. So now being in business for over 20 years, right? I'm busy running my business. And sometimes as business owners, we forget that our lengthy to-do list, guess what? Never going to be completed. And, and the other funny thing is, as I'm aging, I've thought about succession planning to either sell my business in the next decade, or if my kids choose to step into it, cool, right? I'll never force them to do that. But either way, I need to create the infrastructure as well as organizationally have that plan that I can um, follow that will ultimately allow the opportunity to step aside and cash out. Now, so here's some interesting statistics that my guest today shared. 70% of business owners are looking to fund their retirement from the value of their business. And here's the scary thing. Only 2% know how much their business is actually worth. And when the owner and their business have an actionable plan, it makes the business worth, um, it, it makes the business worth no matter, uh, when the business owner choose to leave. There's, there's a, um, intrinsic value there. Well, who's my guest? She's amazing. Her name is Christine Nicholson, and today we're going to discuss this topic of generating real value that business owners can extract to fund a better retirement and leave a thriving business for those next owners to step in and create their magic and bring genius to the world. Now, Christine is a multi-award winning professional business mentor. With 40 years experience, she is my peer. She has written four (laughs) books, spoken over 200 events is qualified as an accountant, has a law degree and a couple other master's degrees that we don't even need to talk about. She's just brilliant. And I, and, uh, she saved businesses in different sectors, uh, thousands of pounds, dollars. She's in the UK. We're in the US and helped owners increase the value of their business by millions. So please help me welcome the amazing, brilliant Christine to the show. So Christine, thanks for being on. Oh, no, I don't know how I can um, face up to that fantastic introduction. Thank you. <laughs> a great quote as well. Uh, I mean, really great quote. Thank um, you. I'll share with you when I was podcast, I've been podcasting for a long time, but I was driving to one of my clients in, in New Jersey. We have a lot of um, traffic. So you sit in traffic and a song came on and whatever show I was recording that week, I thought, oh, wow, the lyrics on this song are so spot on to set up the topic. And then as I continued to sit in traffic, I'm like, well, wait a minute, why don't you do that every week? You could find these cool quotes or music, you know, lyrics that set up the tone of what the conversation is. And that's, I've probably been doing that about five years. It really sets the tone, doesn't it, Christine? Absolutely. Uh, Absolutely. And when you think about it, it, when you think about leaving your business, you know, your succession plan, you know, you're preparing for the biggest sale of your life. Yeah. Because you're not just selling your product anymore or your services. You're selling what, what, you know, the, the number of times I hear business owners say, Oh, my business is my baby. Um, <laughs> well, f- first of all, your business ain't no baby. Um, and, and, uh, but, and you do have to get your head around that. But you, then if you really want to think like that, then you're about to sell the, biggest thing in your life and it's as precious to you as if you were selling your child yeah so um yeah you Important. need to do a lot of prep for that yeah and and we don't do enough I know myself as well like it was this aha moment during COVID 
Like, what do I do? Am I going to sell the business? Is it going to die in the vine? Do my kids want it? Right. You start going through these questions as we age, I think, especially here. What is the biggest leadership mistake you see in owner uh, managed businesses? It's saying things like my business is my baby, but here's the biggie. So that that's a common one. This is the big one. I'm never leaving my business. Okay, great. I want to I want to be drinking whatever it is you're drinking that makes you believe that you are going to live forever because a hundred percent of business owners leave their business and more than half of them. It's not when they plan. So you might have a plan in your head, um, which is the second best place to have it, because the best place to have it is written down and shared with other people. But even if you've got a plan in your head. I guarantee you that in the whole cosmic joke that is life, in more than 50% of the cases, something is going to come along and completely sideswipe you. Yes. And uh, I always call these the four, the four horsemen of the business apocalypse, which is um, ultimately death, disease, disability. And then I always add divorce because most people don't choose to get divorced. It is something that happens to them. But all of those things, all of those four things can actually be devastating for your business and can cause you to leave uh, or ultimately be distracted in some way. Or thrown Um, out, right? Death and disability that you can no longer do it. I had a a friend, um, her husband was a business owner, uh, sold heavy equipment and had cancer and was battling and battling. And she kept saying, like, what's your sign ins? We have to talk to the accountant. What's the succession plan? You have the vehicle that's, you know, for him to carry the heavy equipment. And she and he kept saying, no, I'm going to beat this. I'm going to beat this, which she didn't want to put that that um, courage down, like push it down. But on the same token, after he did ultimately pass away, she couldn't find the title for the truck. And all of these simple things that had he had a folder even right with the stuff in it and sign ins and whatever. um, It was really, really, really hard for her to turn those Mm -hmm. assets into cash and to get just get sign ons um, to his different accounts. It it was it was very time consuming. And, And here's the thing. She's still mourning the death of her husband. So you have all of that emotion going on. Plus, you have to get rid of these the equipment and all of those things. So that's kind of what we're talking about. You never know. We never know. I always say, if you love your family, then think about these things so that they don't have to. Then. And nobody likes to talk about, you know, what might happen, what what kind of disaster might happen. And yet we all buy insurance. <laughs> so at some point in our, I know that's a legal requirement, certainly in the UK for a certain amount of insurance and, and, you know, public liability insurance, for example. But quite a lot of the insurance we buy is voluntary. So we are recognising in some part of our psyche the, the logical steps towards insuring um, against uh, unusual events we just don't take that step to to uh, actually look at ourselves and if you think uh, the the horrendous statistics is particularly around you know how many people are going to get cancer um and then of those how many people survive or, or don't survive you know if you if you look at disability for example only five percent of all the disabled people in the world 
were born disabled. That means 95% of all disabled people have an acquired disability. So, so thinking that it'll never happen to you is foolish. It, it, it's, it's the same delusion as I'm never going to die. Yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, so if you love your family and if you love yourself, please just, th- just think about these things because we're talking about something that will take a couple of hours Mm. and but relieve months or certainly weeks possibly months and in some cases years of heartache when they could actually be just celebrating your life instead of worrying about the fact that you haven't left any income that you've left a whole mess up behind that they 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 need to um to sort out yeah. and and they're probably as worried about your workforce as you would have been if you'd been around absolutely what do you see commonality like the what is the hardest thing about letting go for business owners like the ones who say well i'm going to do this forever well yeah no yeah. you're not because you're you're going to yeah. die <laughs> yeah Is there some commonalities that you see over and over? I think that resonates with the listeners. Yeah, absolutely. The real, the real common ones are if someone's saying, well, I'm never going to leave my business, then what they're actually really saying is nobody can do this the same way as I can. Nobody Mm. can do this as good as I can. Mm. And uh, which again is a, is a delusion because trust me, we, once we go, you know, we're dust within a few months the world still goes round. So there are always going to be people who can do elements of what you do, probably better. So if you're doing absolutely everything in your business, and 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 I always talk about doing ten dollar an hour work, hundred dollar an hour work, thousand dollar an hour work, and then ten thousand dollar an hour work. And I always think, look at all that ten dollar. Uh, okay, inflation. It's probably twenty twenty five dollars an hour now. <laughs> If you think about, you know, people inputting data, for example, you are not the only person who can do that. In fact, I know some people who can type a whole lot better than me, and that's why I get them to do it. That's right. So you get all that off your table, then already you're starting to really build in some resilience to your business because that's work that, you know, you've got somebody else who's doing it better and faster and costing a whole lot less. Right. So, so then it's like the next level up of, of what you do. And $10,000 an hour work is usually going and getting customers or building your sales um, pipeline with that personal relationship management yep. or recruiting appropriate members of your team and making sure that your team are looked after and then elevating them so that they can make decisions. So the common things about not letting go are if I'm here and I make all the decisions, then, you know, then, then at least I can feel like I'm controlling everything. But actually all you're doing is you're actually making your business worth less because if you go now, nobody else can make decisions. Yeah. And it's, and it's usually a, a tipping point in someone's brain where they suddenly, it's like a little light bulb, but literally they'll wake up one day and they'll go, now I get it. And then they'll let, somebody else make one or two decisions and then another two decisions then another two decisions and then before they know it they're going on holiday without their phone and they're engaging with their family and when they come back oh the business is doing even better in fact it does better without them and 
that's the dichotomy. It's, you know, I have a client who said to me, if I hand all this over, what if they succeed? I'm like, well, surely that's a good thing. He said, yeah, but then I've been doing it for 25 years. And now they've been doing it for like three years and they're doing it better than me. And I went, yeah, but you did all of this. You started it. That's you right. Pushed it, you built it. That's right. They've taken it from here. That's they right. didn't take it from here. That's right. Big difference. It's perspective, right? Christine, it's yeah. all about um, perspective. It's fascinating because as a business owner, uh, just over a year ago, I finally hired a VA. It was like, oh yeah, I don't need a VA. Now, I don't know how I did without the VA. And I think I'm going to hire more with different expertise because I can hand things off at a much lower price point and work is getting done around the clock, right? Because there's a 12 hour difference between me and my, my um, partner. She's down in uh, the Philippines. So, but there's always work going on. So when I come in, there's emails, things she's worked on. I'm sending it to her. She's working on it while I'm sleeping. It's just such a great way to do business. And, and it, see, once you learn something, right, as a business owner, what do we do? We tell our peeps. So I can't tell you the number of people that I've introduced to her that she's introduced. And now she has a VA agency that she's building, right? So it's wow. this whole energy that we can create once we realize in our silly minds that, oh, I can hire someone to do that better than me. Like, why, what am I waiting for? But we get in our own way. It's, it, it goes back to the mindset, right? Our little brain is still our little brain. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. And it's that, and, and ultimately it's that control. People think that it if is. they're the ones making all the decisions, they're in control. And actually, nah, the way that works is your business is now controlling you. Yes. You're the slave. Yes. And not the master. Yeah. And, and that's not fun. And, yeah. And, and the secret of having the title business owner, ownership. Um, and yet so many people are, oh, I can't do that. I can't do that. You know, I can't take time off from my business. Well, oh, hold on a minute. This is an inanimate object. It's a piece of paper. It's got, it's a legal status and you're letting it control you. Ah, oh, believe that. And then you think you're the boss. But actually, you're not letting go. And you keep saying, oh, no, I can't leave them. I can't leave my staff on, on their own. They never survive without me. Who's working for who here? Yes. Um, crazy. But of course, you don't think of it like that. You think you're nurturing them when actually uh, I heard this saying today about um, uh, lawnmower parents. Like I'd never heard this before. I'd heard of helicopter parents. Yes, me too. This con concept of lawnmower parents. But if you think about it, a lawnmower is basically you are pushing something that cuts down all the barriers in front of you. And as a parent, basically what you're doing is you're not allowing your child to make any choices or risks because you're literally knocking all the barriers out of the way. Oh. And I thought, my goodness me, I can think of so many business owners who are basically lawnmower leaders. And uh, I am definitely using that in the future. <laughs> Brilliant, it's such right? a visual thing. Yeah, it is. And think about it, right? The the caterpillar, right? And it's chrysalis for it to break through to become a butterfly. It has to fight and break down, right? And and come out of. And and I think they they've done testing with this, right? Where they've cut it to make it easier for the butterfly, and the butterfly can't can't fly because it di it didn't build its wing the muscles in the wings to be able yeah. to, for it to take flight. So that's what we're doing with our kids. That's what we're doing with our businesses. Wow, I am going to use that, Christine. That's brilliant. Mm. I have another I have another question. What what are things that um 
a business can change that will actually add value in addition to us getting out of our own way and all those things, but are there things that we can do that could add value to the business? So I actually wrote my second book about this and in, and I can sum it all up in one sentence, which is getting the right people doing the right things at the right time for the right reason. And in in the right role. So first of all, you've got to get the right people in the right roles. And that's identifying what those what those roles are. And that includes identifying that the role that you should be in. Because as a business owner, you definitely should be working at 30,000 feet, complete helicopter view, big vision yeah. stuff, and then letting everybody know what that vision is. And um uh so ultimately if you've got the and then identifying the right the right actual tasks that need to be doing, and then if you've got the right personalities yeah, and they understand what their big picture is, they don't they don't need to build it, they just need to see where they're going. And then they're actually released from the not knowing. And the minute they're in the know about where you're going they can start making decisions about what the right thing to do is. And then if you've got the right people doing the right things and you've built systems and processes around that, yeah, all of a sudden there's a whole load of brain pressure that's come off you because now you're not making decisions every 15 seconds. Yes. Because sometimes business owners are making the same decision every day and it feels like they're kind of firefighting yes. instead of, uh, there's a really good um, saying that um, I got off um, designated survivor and it's fairly early on in the in one of the episodes. Uh, the ex-president comes in to the, the new president and he says, you know, I'd appreciate, you know, I think it's Keith Sutherland says, I, I really respect you, sir. And I'd appreciate if you'd give me a kind of record. And he went, well, you're doing a pretty rubbish job, to be honest. And he's like. Wow, because he obviously thought he wasn't doing too bad. And he said, the biggest thing that you're doing is you're reacting, not leading. So if you're constantly reacting, you ain't leading. And and that is your one job. Your one job as a business owner is to lead. But leading is not controlling. And if you've got systems and processes in place, then you can have a very different conversation with your staff. Because I always say, when something goes wrong, we can come in and have a grown-up conversation about, okay, what went wrong? And you can identify what went wrong. Okay, here we have a process. Where in the process yes. did it go wrong? And, and there's only two answers. Here, wherever it was, or it wasn't the process. I didn't follow the process. Yes. Okay. Step two. Why didn't you follow the process? Because there's only two answers to that. I wasn't aware of the process or I couldn't be bothered. Well, couldn't be bothered means go and work elsewhere. But I didn't know about the process or I didn't understand it. That's a training issue. And you can deal with that. Sure. Now we've got a really quick conversation from where did it go wrong? It's actually something wrong with the process. We can improve the process. You weren't aware of it. That's a training issue. You want to work elsewhere if you don't care. And, and that means that you get rid of the people who are not the right people. Yes, they're undermining the business. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, so you're already in, in build, you're building into the solid platform of your business, the culture that you want to, to keep going, which is people who care. 
And it's amazing. I, I remember when I started like with my podcast and every time I'd meet someone like you, Christine, right. And, and I'd say, Oh, I'd love you on my podcast. And I'd say, Oh, you know, I'll send you the link. And um, before I even had a podcast application, right. I was like, I'll send you, I'll send you an email with everything I need. And I would write that same email over and over and over again, but it was quick. It was as soon as we hang up, I do it. It was done. It was off my to-do list. I never thought about, you write the same, you know, email over and over while you put in a Google doc and copy and paste it. It's the same thing. And then somebody, once I, I got a little more efficient with technology, I created a podcast application. So now, I've the, so that's what we're talking. I'm being very, very simple here. But that's one thing where I was getting caught up and probably wasting in a week, an hour, an hour and a half a week. An hour, an hour and a half as a business owner, that's a lot of time, right? Yeah. And then the podcast application, then people would send me all information in different formats. I had to review it, figure out what they were saying. Now in the application, I copy paste it into my notes and I'm ready to go. Yeah. Those systems, those little systems, and these were little quick fixes that took me five minutes to set up versus spending an hour and a half a week on. So that's just one silly example, but that's kind of like what we're talking about, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I always get my clients to look at their diaries and say tell me what you're doing over and over again because if you're doing it over and over again you can get someone else to do that that's right so you just create a little process I actually better still get someone else to create the little process and uh, so I have a I have an assistant now and um, so for years I've been on my own and resisted having an assistant because I always thought yeah well that's somebody else I've got to look after it takes me all my time to look after myself um and you know and I and I was very conscious about I just wanted to having run big businesses with hundreds of employees before yeah. I don't want to do that again yeah and uh but now I'm the same as you it's like I, I know what I'd do without without her and uh, but I'd been resisting asking her to do certain things because they were the things that I don't like doing and when I had my review with her I said um so you know we've been together for six months now Tell me what's the, what's the best thing that you do? What's the thing that if you know you've got to do it today, you just think, yes, can't wait to do that. And she said, I love researching. <laughs> and I'm like, I hate researching. <laughs> so she said, I absolutely love that. She said, and then I really love the processes and improving the processes and putting the processes together. And I'm like, yes. And I said, so what's the worst thing? You know, if, if you wake up on a day and and it turns out to be a bad day. What, what does that look like? And she said, well, when I find something that hasn't got a process, I said, okay. And what's the next worst thing? She said, when we have got a process and you haven't followed it. <laughs> so you're the problem. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I thought, Okay, well, that's me told. <laughs> I love it. You know, what's funny. I incorporate and I'll, I'll just share another quick story with my VA because it's it's so worth it. I have quarterly reviews with her, not because she's doing anything wrong. She's she's amazing. But I, I exactly what you just said. It's so funny. I tell her, make a list of all of your tasks that you're doing, how long each task take so that we could start because do I need to hire another VA right to do some of these the more mindless tasks because I want she's really good I want her to do more of the um, research creating you know the creative stuff and and the other thing I said is and tell me on a scale of one to ten how much you love that task 
and how much you don't like it. So one, yeah, I didn't really love it. 10, I love this task. So the same thing. So certain things that she said she loves doing, I go, you do? She goes, yeah, why? And I go, I hate doing that. It's yours. <laughs> yeah. That is, you own it. You're the boss of it. Like report to me now. So, and then this is the second piece of this puzzle. So we do do that quarterly. Last year, October, I had the flu. Christine, I, I never get sick. Knock on wood as I say that. I was in bed for about two weeks, literally couldn't get out of bed. No one knew I was sick. She ran everything. We had systems in place. She knew what deadlines I had. She knew what emails had to go out. She checked my emails and responded. Everybody thought it was me. So that's the kind of power that we can bring into our lives. If we hire, well, first of all, it's exactly what you said. Stop and think. What can I hand off? What can I delegate? Can I train them? Can they do it, right? Or is it really something that I need to do? You have to go through that thought process and then create those systems. It's amazing. Yeah. Well, I, I recently had four weeks in the States and uh, in June. And again, nobody knew. Like I, I, and in, in all of that, I had a couple of, um, I'm on a, a couple of volunteer um, boards and uh, so I had a couple of committee meetings. I had a couple of client sessions, but mainly because it was too inconvenient to reschedule them. Sure. And um, but nobody knew I was away. Um, you know, my my client things were early in the morning. Uh, and not, I mean, not super early, but early-ish in the morning. But it still meant that I was out climbing mountains by ten o'clock in the morning. Awesome. And um, and and it, what it's real made me realize is that. I can actually now, because of my assistant, work from anywhere. In That's fact, right. I'm really proud of something. I'm just going to show you. It's not my prize-winning zucchini. Um, oh. But this is, my mobile, this is my mobile office. Everything fits into this. And I took that away with me to the States for four weeks, and I ran my entire business out of this tiny little pouch because... It had my electronic notebook in it and it had my iPad in it and the, and the, the, the flat keyboard. And the only other thing that's in there, the, the thing that weighs the, the most is my charger, the, the, um, the, the adapter. Yeah. Um, cause I was in, I was in two different places where they had two different types of sockets. So I had to take two different adapters, but that, that was it. And, uh, yeah, so it's a good time to, it's a good time to be in business. And just for those listening on Apple podcasts, um, Christine showed literally just a black, uh, zip on the top pouch, almost, uh, smaller than a briefcase. It, what is it? Uh, Five, eight by 11 and maybe four inches thick. Yeah. Yeah. Not, not, and that's the thickness is only really to do with the fact that I've got this charger. The the charger is, is bulky. So it's really a good time to be a business owner because we can flourish from, from anywhere, unless, you know, I'm brick and mortar where I'm a bakery or something where I'm creating something. We're out of time, but I do want to ask one more question. I know that you ask seven questions to every client. Can you quickly go through, because I think this will help um, my business owners that are listening start to get their head wrapped around what this path looks like or what the possible solution is to the succession planning. Is that okay? Uh, absolutely. So there's seven questions and, and my second, the second book that I wrote is all about these seven questions. So the first thing is, do you have a strategic plan? And then that you share, but first of all, do you have one? The second, the, the second one is, 
do you have systems in place that are effective that can be shared and, and trained for your people? Do you have the right people on board in your thing? Do you understand cash flow in your business and how that that how that um, flows through your business? Do you know your numbers? What's your relationship with your business? And then the final one is, and this is the devastating one. And what impact does all of this have on you and your family? And I actually have a quiz that you can go and ask those seven questions. So I have two quizzes on my website, but um, both both of them, the links are both on my website. One asks those seven questions, which is the starting point for building a business that's more resilient. And then the second quiz, which is get exit ready, um, is really specifically about being prepared for you not being in your business, no matter what that looks like. And here's the thing too, Christine, you know, selling, I have to be honest, I, you know, in the first 10 years of business, I was like, well, when I leave, I leave, you know, and then someone said to me, a business owner who was maybe 10 years ahead of me said, well, sell it. I go, what Mm -hmm. am I going to sell? The business is me. Don't you have content? Do you create? Don't you have a list? Don't you have yeah. Yeah. Well, there's value in that versus yeah. just letting it die. And I, I never see until it goes back to my, my communication style assessment, right? We have blind spots. You don't know what you don't know right now. We're, yeah. we're sharing this vital information. We have a quiz. I'm going to put those, that in the show notes. You have your website. I'm going to share in a second. These are resources for people to go. Oh, don't beat yourself up. Yeah. We don't know things. That's why you're listening to the show. That's why I have amazing guests like Christine to shine a light for us to say, oh, there's a quiz. Oh, there are the seven things I need to think about. I could do that. Now you, yeah. now you're, you're taking a step forward in preparing yeah. for your, your own future. Hopefully maybe cash out and add it to retirement, like our intro. Um, or you're just keeping angst out of your loved one's lives because you've done all the planning in advance. I love those seven questions. R- remarkable. Yeah, uh, uh, absolutely. The the one thing I will always um, say to people is you might think your business is worth nothing, but you have fought very hard to get every customer. And that energy has gone into building your business. Right. You fought hard to get the right people in your team and build them as a team. That's right. And that has value. And then so you're taking customers plus staff, creating this whole that is your business, and then you're minusing. And you're minusing from the value of your business by the way that you behave, which is then the equals the value of your business. If you take yourself out, you're taking out the minus. Yes. Which means you're increasing the value of your business. Yes. Simple. Simple. And I hope everybody listens because that was an aha moment. You said that before. And I thought, oh, if we take Connie's monkey mind out of the equation, I can add value. Right. So we we're business owners. We're we're a little bit egocentric, right? And my ego's not too big, but it is a little big because I have a business, right? So I think, yeah. oh, well, the business couldn't go on without me. 
Yeah. Now after talking to Christine, <laughs> like get me out of that equation. No minuses in my world. So thank you yeah. so much. I, I do want to share everyone, please, please, if you are a business owner, even if you're just starting out, wow, you are in even more powerful position because you're learning things that I know I didn't learn until I was in business about 10 years. So wow, fast forward everything for yourself as well. But check out uh, Christine's website. It's business mentor UK dot com because Christine is in the UK. Email Christine, Christine at Christine Nicholson dot co dot UK. And the free gift is um, get exit ready dot co dot UK. Don't worry, everyone. I will put all of that cool information so that you could connect with Christine, however uh, works for you. Thank you so much, my friend, for being on. I just, I love your energy. I love your brilliance. Um, before we started the show, I do want to share with, with everybody. I said to Christine, she's an accountant. She's an attorney. She's got a bazillion degrees. She has a business. She's brilliant, right? But I said, all of that, those credentials, her, her law degree and accounting degree, even though you chose not to do them as careers, the logic, the thinking is what you bring to the table. And for succession planning, we do need that attorney mentality. We do need that CPA mentality. I know you bring those folks to the table, depending on what country you're working, because laws are different, but you have the thought process when you bring these other experts to the table that they're not pulling any wool over your eyes because you do have that depth of knowledge and background and education, um, which is just amazing and why I think what you're doing is needed. But I also think you, the way you do it is just really, really awesome. So thank you so much for coming on and sharing your zone of genius with, with us. Thank you. It's It's really appreciated the opportunity to speak to um your amazing audience thank um, you because uh, all of this stuff is is that is that um i hate to quote rumsfeld but you know if you don't know that you don't know then you can't do anything about it but if you do know you know but knowing is only the start of it and you know the real genius is in taking action that's right and uh those the people who actually take action even if you just do one thing yeah um yeah. And, and and there's loads of stuff on my website where you can do one thing and it will cost you nothing except a very short period of time. Wonderful. Thank you so much. And, and again, everybody, please uh, go to the website. It will be in the show notes. Take the quiz, um, but explore the website because it'll start to get you thinking. It'll put shine lights on the blind spots and then it'll create even better questions so that when you connect with Christine, that you're moving really fast. You can move that needle and put things in place uh, super quickly. Uh, Christine, thank you again. A true joy. Uh, You've given me so much as a business owner to think about. Um, So thank you so much. This was a great show. Brilliant. Thank you. Thank you. And I hope you will join me weekly as we question, build, and discover together that between my guests and I and our zones of genius and our stories and our examples and our strategies and our tips – Do something with the information. It's what Christine just said, and I'm going to paraphrase it, but information is a beautiful thing. If you do nothing with it, it's just information. It kind of becomes powerless. When you put that that information into action, 
oh man, oh man, that's where the the reaction happens and where magic starts happening. So take some of the advice and ideas that Christine shared, go to the website, explore, challenge yourself, but put something into action. Take that one little baby step. That's all that's required. Thank you again, Christine. Thank you all for joining me. You've been listening to Changing the Sales Game on webtalkradio.net with me, your host, Connie Whitman. As always, I'm honored to have you on this journey. And I do hope that today's conversation really gets you thinking. Please, please, you know I hate when we leave money on the table in sales. Don't leave money on the table when you're forced to exit your business and, and get into a proactive position to choose the path of profit as you exit your business. Thanks again for tuning in. Thank you again, my amazing guest, Christine, and I'll see you all next week. Have a great one. Thanks.